Welcome to the Sheila Kham Extractive Podcast. Today, my guest is James Cottrell, otherwise known as Chip. Chip is a forensic accountant and former auditor, a certified public accountant in the United States and China, and a chartered accountant in the United Kingdom. He previously served as a senior plan partner at Deloitte, as its global chief ethics officer, and separately as its global corporate social responsibility and sustainability officer. He has extensive international experience in a broad array of leadership, business operations, consulting, and accounting areas, including risk, regulatory com compliance, and governance matters. Chip, welcome to the Sheila Kham Extractive Podcast. It's very nice to speak with you. Thank you, Sheila. Pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So given your strong uh, governance uh, background, I wanted to just uh, see if you couldn't help us by defining what we mean by ethics in the context of a public office bearer specifically. Well, Sheila, that is a, uh, a very important topic that is uh, the perception of which is that it has evolved even more so in the last 20 years. Um, ethics is different for many for a, a range of people, being their cultural differences, being their their uh, 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 the, the 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 issues within a particular country or uh, otherwise, and um, it is uh, a necessary for the user of information for the interface with a public official in this in this instance for them to. Um, uh, grasp the impact of their actions, the actions of the people that they work with and the individuals in the in their constituencies, the various stakeholders in the constituencies. Specifically, as it relates to ethical behavior, um, it, it really is not different between public officials, corporate, or how we might look to ourselves on our daily lives. Um, the in the context of of of, of public office uh, uh, bears in particular, um, it's almost more important than it is in some other areas. And this is arguably a a, a, a topic of uh, that uh, uh, ha has got a number of different facets to it, and people going to have different different views. But nonetheless, um, if you're in a public role. Uh, as we're seeing in various parts of the world, um, you can take uh, ethical behavior to um, uh, uh, on different a number of different levels. It's going to be how you act on a personal level, and that does impact it. Um, uh, how you are perceived from that perspective, and if you're running for public office or you are uh, working within the uh, 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 environment of uh, a a corp of a uh, either a, a non-business, non-focused uh, 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 kind of uh, approach, and here I'm thinking maybe it's 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 a local township or or maybe even just a a, a regional or a national government. Whether you're working for an NGO, whether or not you're working for corporate serving uh, the the public sector space. Um, you're, you really do have an impact and you really are, whether you believe you're visible or not, your day-to-day -day actions are, are important. Right. And that, ethical, that ethical behavior drives a lot of 
of individual um, actions um, or potential non-actions. This is interesting because uh, you, you have now used the word behavior several times. Do I read it correctly that ethics is not so much then about the law per se as it is about one's own behavior, one's own uh, values and principles? Yes, they're inextricably linked. Uh, they are, um, uh, and, and there's, there's lots of research around this, but I have been uh, focused on um, ethical behavior and accountability and transparency uh, for the better part of 50 years in my career. And um, uh, the expectations um, have actually evolved during that period of time, but the, in terms of outward behavior, but the reality is, is that a person's own ethical uh, 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 mantra is the way that they live their lives does have an impact. And so whether in, 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 in a public persona, um, you can have some of the perceived unethical behavior, whether it's really or not, can have even a broader impact than it can um, for, for uh, someone in a corporate environment, and more likely than not, much broader than what you might expect to see in the scenario of an, ind of an individual. Hmm. So uh, we've talked then about uh, ethics. So what then is the relationship between uh, ethics and this whole notion of accountability within the bigger context of governance? Well, this is the this goes back to I think a a, a real um, uh, incremental benefit of the fact that we're even talking about ESG, and that's that people are becoming more aware of of governance and what does governance what does good governance mean? Governance, whether or not it was in the early stages of of some of the uh, governance in 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 Rome uh, uh, when the Romans were were running throughout uh, Europe, or whether or not it was through the various stages of um, our civilization's development, there is always some level of structure engaged, and that structure has certain whether or not they're they're uh, it's a moral issue, whether or not it's a cultural issue, whether or not it is a rule of law. The awareness of those has prompted, um, uh, uh, at the time and, and and more so even now, but the actual awareness of governance issues um, is um, uh, means that people's expectations have changed, and they may be paying more um, uh, attention to it. I mean, there's very highly politically motivated uh, uh, concerns around uh, ethical behavior by uh, quite public. Uh, figures again, you, whether or not you're talking about someone who happens to be the uh, uh, president of a country or someone on the cabinet or an elected official, um, or you might be the the local uh, town uh, tax collector. Um, the impact of the way that you conduct yourselves and that the way that you um, uh, uh, interface with your constituents and your stakeholders. Um, including the way that you hold yourself accountable and others may hold you accountable, 
on a broad uh, level to um, uh, the uh, your actions. And uh, we em embody a lot of responsibility um, in uh, from a number of different perspectives. And with that comes authority, but with that also comes accountability. Hmm. And understanding that is really an important part of, at least I believe, and it's something that I, that either I, I've been teaching about or I get an opportunity to speak into boardrooms or to, to large groups, um, it, it, it really does make a, a, a big difference. And uh, that has uh, really shaped or um, uh, in, in many instances, I'm, I'm afraid more often than not, um, unwound uh, people's confidence. So ethics is tied to, to accountability and transparency, but it's also tried to um, uh, uh, trust um, and, and the trust component in, in, in governance is driven in many, in, in many instances from the, uh, uh, the perceived uh, uh, ethics and, and accountability of the leaders, whether or not they be in what, from whatever sector um, uh, you might consider. Hmm. So, yeah. So let me ask you, we speak of, uh, as you have done, uh, personal ethical behavior, but then we also speak uh, of, uh, you know, business ethics. What's the difference? It, it, my assumption being that one is in the personal space, one is in the corporate space. I, I find it very difficult to uh, separate the two. And I know that there are professionals out there that would that say that they are different. And I think what is um, uh, uh, what magnifies that difference is the um, uh, expectations of the stakeholders. Um, but if you are unethical in your personal behavior, uh, then there's a correlation. And there have been many studies over the last 50 years that have uh, 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 supported this. But um, uh, the, the correlation between be, being unethical as an individual and then being unethical in the business environment um, is close to 90%. And uh, so what do I mean by that? That means if you, uh, uh, if you, you are someone who is um, uh, likely to uh, cheat on your spouse or your significant other, you are likely to also be doing nefarious things in your business life. Very hard to keep the two uh, separate. Um, and there's a lot of psychology behind this, but um, it, it's something that really is ingrained. And that, that goes back to one of the very fundamental um, uh, components in that um, uh, instilling ethical behavior and what's right and what's wrong um, early on in someone's lifetime is really critical even later in life whether or not it's your parents, whether or not it's your schooling, whether or not it's your friends and colleagues. So uh, personally, I've been involved in talking about ethical behavior and the quote, doing what's right um, uh, to uh, students and young as, as, uh, as 10 years old and 12 years old, which is where a lot of their basic ethical, ethical uh, 
framework uh, is started. And um, that has been at times, I think, overlooked um, in, in, uh, in many parts of the world. Culturally, it's, it's, um, uh, it may be overlooked. And um, that's why ethical and potentially what others might consider unethical behavior is actually quite ethical for um, one part, one uh, culture and not an, an, an another. Yeah, so let's follow through on that. Um, if uh, ethical behavior is almost uh, cultural, what does that tell us then about, if you wish, uh, our ability to say fundamentally he or she is unethical? In the absence of cultural con context, how can we make that call? Yeah, it, 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 in many instances you can, and and this is a this is a quandary. It's a it's a it's a uh, a, a focal point uh, for a lot of ethicists um, uh, and and also uh, research papers and, and and studies. And when you're looking at things, particularly to try and in this in in the in the broader context of ESG. Um, to say that something in Ireland is going to be the same as something you might expect in Papua New Guinea um, uh, or in the Philippines, it is it it really does challenge the way that we think about the 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 the, uh, the behaviors. We talk about cultural norms and 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 behavioral norms, and uh, where. The, the, that line that crosses amongst uh, how you interact with your family and your friends versus how you interact in the in uh, the office or in with with a different kind of constituency or stakeholders really does make a, 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 a takes a shot I guess at at the uh, some of the fundamental assumptions of, about expectations. And I think an example of this uh, can be really construed by the the are the global uh, globalization um, of uh, whether it's it's corporate globalization, whether or not it's international NGOs or or otherwise. And you look at the cultural differences um, and, uh, and 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 expectations, but try and maintain a standard that is across the entire uh, network of your influence and, and otherwise. Um, uh, I would like very much to um, uh, stress the fact that understanding the cultural differences is, is a very hard task. And in many instances, while people might give lip service to understanding the differences, they really don't. And, um, uh, the 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 uh, characterization. I, I and I'll give an example here. Um, uh, I was speaking in a in a boardroom at a client, and 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 in the boardroom, uh, and it happened to have been uh, it's a pu public company, and uh, there were individuals, uh, thirteen individuals who were on the board many have been had been on it for several years and uh there were 
individuals that had uh, all different kinds of backgrounds. And uh, when I was talking about the linkage between unethical behavior, um, there was a particular gentleman from a country, um, uh, once I made the reference to a um, uh, the fact that if you are you have an affair or you cheat on your spouse or your significant other, the connection between that and 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 unethical behavior in a, from a corporate perspective um, is uh, when I when I made that point, he took serious offense to this. He says, "You do not understand in my country that um, affairs are very well taken; um, that uh, those kinds of activities uh, absolutely have no bearing on." On this, and it's culturally accepted, even though it's a it's a particular location where um, uh, people are expected to be monogamous, and they're not expected to have uh, uh, do this, at least from a legal perspective or corporate perspective. And mm. um, uh, it was a, it, quite challenging there, and it really caused me to think through this in a very uh, uh, focused way, and it ha it 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 wasn't all that long. It was less than less than ten years ago that that, that this happened, mm. and uh, 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 that that uh, really drove me to look at some of the other incremental cultural differences. I've worked extensively in India. I've worked extensively in Africa, in South America, um, in in Oceania, in and in, in Indochina, um, literally from all my career, and um, I can see the expectations changing, um, but specifically as they relate to this topic. And I'm I'm excited about the fact that people are even paying more attention to it. Um, but this individual in this boardroom, as I mentioned, was uh, took total offense to it, and uh, it was a um, uh, it, it it kind of drove a different level of thinking from my perspective that has evolved to. Um, to push as much the cultural and and the behavioral side as as anything else. Mm. So, uh, as you speak, I, I was reflecting on the current legislation, the U.S. Anti Corruption Act, uh, which was followed by one, as you know, in the U.K. and uh, perhaps a less defined one in the U.S. in the in the EU as it relates to corrupt practices away from uh, these jurisdictions and, and wonder whether you have a view on how we ought to look at that. Because if we stay with your example uh, of personal behavior reflecting on ethics, the assumption by these laws is that if you conduct, if you, if you bribe somebody, for instance, in a foreign country, but you are a US entity that the United States courts can bring you to book. But here you have a situation where the country in which you uh, committed that act of corruption in the eyes of the United States is saying culturally, we welcome this. This is how we do business here. What does that mean uh, for the, shall I say, um, rationale and uh, if you wish, uh, robustness of these laws and for that matter, their helpfulness? Well, you've just hit on um, what some people might call the million-dollar question. Um, it is a uh, really Im 
important to understand these distinctions and these differences. And um, as being a uh, a trust evangelist and 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 uh, uh, and and someone engaged really intricately in accountability and transparency, and in, in, including um, uh, understanding the the differences between the various anti-corruption uh, legislations. Fundamental to that is um, a rule of law, uh, an expectation of behavioral uh, norms, and also um, uh, what I'll call in this instance, business norms. Um, you might, it's, it's very different in, in several countries. So uh, I, meant, I mentioned India, where I've spent a lot of time. Um, and it's, it's really interesting to see the evolution there. I've been, I've been working and traveling in India since 1977, made hundreds of trips there over my lifetime, literally. And, and um, the evolution um, has, has really come uh, and in at an, at an accelerated pace, when I say evolution, evolution of thought around cultural differences, norms, and behaviors, and 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 in whether or not they are they are perceived uh, bribe uh, active bribe activity or or corruption activities at whatever level, um, it is it's it's fundamentally a uh, these changes, and they there's been more change in the last ten years. I happen to think on the positive side than there were in the previous 20 years. Um, and that kind of change you're seeing literally around the world. To a certain extent, I think it's the um, uh, a, an, an attempt to level the playing field uh, for, the, for the, these global corporations and organizations to make sure that one that, that one particular organization doesn't get a leg up on another organization, any kind of particular benefit from it by um, their their actions, whether or not they be perceived illegal actions or other. And I kept I, I keep coming back to this rule of law, um, and because I think they're inextricably linked uh, in this in this process, and it is a, it is a uh, th this this change is almost a. Um, uh, uh, a colonization um, with a small c of uh, the norms and activities within the the the, the uh, more developed uh, uh, commercial countries, uh, commercially more developed countries, excuse me, um, in the world, and um, the uh, the education process which we've seen since um, uh, basically the early nineteen nineties in these in these instances. Um, has was was driven by this this globalization. Now, how the nationalization approach that is looking right now um, uh, from a uh, this perspective, where everybody's turning more inward rather than outward, um, from a from a, 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 a national perspective, I don't know how that's going to Im impact this um, and what the what the regulations are going to be. Whether or not you you're seeing um, a lot more consistency in some of the changes. Whether or not it's it's the the the, uh, the acts from the developed more developed countries such as the U.S., Canada, U.K., uh, Brazil, even making substantive changes, or um, 
some of the activities in, in, in some uh, leading countries in, in Africa and, and the Middle East that really are putting a different uh, light on this. And it's about, the, you know, the whole, to, to me, at least personally, it's about the light that's being shone on this area um, in the broader ESG uh, uh, environment, very politically voted, uh, uh, a hot potato um, in, in, uh, in certain countries, including uh, my home country of the U.S., in terms of, of the abilities for businesses to compete. And, and it get, that's what gets back to the leveling of the playing field in this environment. Hmm. So um, we are approaching the end of the discussion, and I wanted to address the notion of uh, the law uh, as an instrument that prescribes behavior and culture as the other instrument that also prescribes behavior at personal and perhaps corporate level. And wanted to say, you know, do you, in this world of ethics, how do you balance that which is a legal requirement and that which is uh, merely ethical? Uh, and is, as you said, corporate norm, cultural norm, you know, how should we view these two instruments? Uh, as contributors to good governance? That's really a good question. And I think the, um, really the, the crux of where many uh, individuals, whether they are public sector, whether or not they're cross-border NGOs, local NGOs, or, or corporates, um, find a very substantive focus on the on change and um, they are arguing amongst themselves as well as 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 amongst uh, various constituencies and stakeholders um, how the the personal side of the their their judgment and, and evaluating what is the rule of law versus what I can be doing. Um, and that is part of the conundrum almost uh, in, in this process. And that conundrum really is quite challenging. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, do, do I really walk the talk? Um, am, am I someone who really believes in ethical behavior and doing the right thing? Um, as it's defined to me personally, and how does that fit within the constraints of, of the rule of law? And how is that enforced? Um, you know, part of this is that uh, the, 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 the actual fear of enforcement on, on, from uh, uh, bad behavior on, on the rule of law, um, that impacts about 80% of, of the, uh, uh, of the, people's behavior in this. And there is a, there's a, a, a long tested saying that 10% of the people uh, in the world are essentially exceptionally honest. They'll make sure that they do the right thing all the time, um, that their moral compass uh, is so focused that they will um, help others as well to be, uh, to do the right thing. Then there is 
10% uh, of the uh, population is of all the populations is inherently dishonest. And no matter what kind of influence or what kind of things you do and, and, and share with them, they will try to get advantages for themselves. And this is whether or not they are at a personal level, whether or not it's at a professional level or, or otherwise, but they're trying to gain advantage over someone else to their own benefit. Doesn't all have to be financial either, but there would be uh, uh, other implications. The other 80% are influenced in one shape or another. And that, that influence is really important. Do the, are the, is, and the number one thing within that process of influence is their fear of getting caught and what the repercussions are. So uh, that, that is a cultural, uh, that, that leads into the culture, leads into the cultural differences, it leads into behavioral differences. And it can be something as, uh, uh, you know, as, as, as simple as um, uh, whether or not you uh, cheating uh, on your expense reports, you know, a, a little bit and someone sees that and they say, well, if he's doing it, it's okay for me to do it. Or someone uh, going over the speed limit, uh, uh, significantly over the speed limit. And oh, well, someone driving next to them, they say, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. You know, that, that, that kind of approach. But fundamentally, it, it begs the question about how we define the way that we are looking at, um, uh, at what we do and the impact of what we do. And this gets back to your first question, in my mind, is what are the, what are the leaders? You know, if you've got a leader that is um, uh, doing things, um, uh, you know, an elected leader that is doing things that um, uh, either uh, appear or in fact are illegal um, or that they uh, uh, have got questionable moral um, uh, behavior. Um, what is that showing for the constituency that elected him and, and voted for him? We're seeing the, the, the wide range of, of that around the world. Um, uh, and, and the impact that it has upon people's actions and behaviors, then it really comes up against for, forcing up against the rule of law. Uh, and we're seeing that here in the United States. We're seeing it uh, as much in Mexico and, and in, in recent, more recently in Japan, where they are, um, are uh, where, where elected leaders um, um, uh, were, uh, are brought up on, on incremental charge are brought up on charges. And, um, uh, that irrespective of that, the, uh, the constituencies that, they, that they're at least part of the constituencies, it's constituencies that they support, um, have, uh, uh, raised questions about, um, you know, are the rule of law, why are you, are you applying them consistently? Are you applying them? Uh, does it apply to everybody in this, or do the do, the, does, do people get passes along the way? Mm -hmm. And I think this is all part of that behavior, all kind of driven, and um, uh, really the 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 there are um, situations where there's a significant controversies around um, the the rule of law as it is perceived, and the rule of law as a as its perceived application, as well as the way that individuals um, uh, personalize the, uh, the, the impact for them.
Hmm. Well, that was uh, not only helpful, but really a, a good way to close because I think uh, you reminded us that you know what our leaders do is what the company, the family, and the country will become. Uh, and and that that eighty percent in the middle is vulnerable uh, to the behavior of those that lead us. Well, Chip, thank you very much for joining the Sheila Kama Extractive Podcast. I thought your uh, comments were immensely helpful. It was my pleasure, Sheila, and it. I hope you have a great day. <laughs>